The way they use these, these um, square shields is in a formation that's called testudo, okay? And that's what you just saw, where the front, we can, I don't know where the mouse, yeah, go back to shield, there we go. Okay, so the first person, right, in this, okay, well, I'll tell you this first. I got it, okay, it's good. So testudo, okay? The first person, the first line of people would kneel down with their shield, and the people behind would put their shields on top, and protect them overhead. And actually, we get our, world, our word tortoise from this formation, all right? Because the tortoise shell like totally covers and protects the animal, right? Same way that this formation protected the Roman army. So I wanna read a description to you. Here's another picture of it, okay, standing. And here's another picture being used for siege, which is kind of what you just saw in the video. So while you're looking at this, and while I'm reading this, I want you to try to picture what I'm, what I'm reading, okay? And this is how this testudo formation is used. This is from Cassius Dio, who is a historian, a Greek historian. This is about something that happened in the first century BC, okay? So about, you know, 100 years-ish before Ephesians was written, same time period, and Roman, Rome is ruling the land. Okay, listen to this. The baggage animals and the light-armed troop and the cavalry are placed in the center of the army. The heavy-armed troops use the oblong, curved, and cylindrical shields and are drawn up around the outside, making a rectangular figure and facing outward and holding their arms at the ready. They enclose the rest, right? So all the weaker things are in the middle, and they're enclosed by people with shields on the outside. Then... Um, the others who have the flat shields, which are the ones that we're talking about, they form a compact body in the center and raise their shields over the heads of all the others so that nothing but shields can be seen in every part of the army alike. And all the men, by the density of the formation, are under shelter from the missiles. Indeed, it is so marvelously strong that men can walk upon it And whenever they come to a narrow ravine, even horses and chariots can ride over top of it. Isn't that awesome? That's testudo. Okay, that's what you're looking at. That's the kind of shield that Ephesians is telling us to pick up. Now, here's the really cool thing. When we go to this verse again, in all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish the flaming darts of the evil one. Guess what? The you in the Greek is plural. So the translation is, I don't want just you and your shakenness and the darts that are coming at you to pick up your shield and stand your ground. What I want you to do is all of you pick up your shield. All y'all, that's the translation. All y'all pick up your shield, all of you, and form testudo form this covering, this barrier, all around each other. You do not have to stand firm by yourself. Do you hear that? This verse is not saying just, you know, pick up the gumption and be strong and do your thing and stand up against the evil one. You get to do that with all the people around you. The you is plural. I don't know about you guys, but I think that's really good news because there's days when I'm really weak and I'm really shaken and I'm really doubting and I really don't know if God is who he says he is. And I need the people around me to pick up their shield and put it over my head. 
and protect me from those arrows. All these arrows we talked about up here, the confusion and the lies and the doubt and the fear. I need you guys to put your shield over top of me. And you know what? When you guys are weak, when other people around you are weak, then you need to pick up your shield and cover them. Be strong for your friends when they're hurting. Be strong for the people around you when they're fearing and they're doubting and they're shaken. And together we form this testudo and we stand and we're unstoppable that way. We're protected from the flaming darts of the evil one. Cursed be he. I don't know about you guys, but I think that's awesome. I think that's good news. Now here's the thing. It's not even only us that stands together. But this book right here that you're holding is full of stories of people who have faced these flaming arrows and have picked up their shield and protected themselves and protected each other. And this book tells us those stories so that we will have the strength, the emunah, the pistis, to stand firm and do the same thing. So I'm going to ask Ben to come forward. And what we're going to do is we're going to read for you. I want you to actually close your Bibles and just listen now. We're going to read to you a portion of Hebrews 11 and 12. All the way through this chapter, the Greek word that you're hearing, by faith, by faith, by faith, is pistis. It's the word we've been talking about. Trusting God and standing firm. And I just want you to listen. There will be some pictures on the screen that will help you um, remember the stories as we go. Now faith is being sure of what we hope for and certain of what we do not see. This is what the ancients were commended for. By faith, we understand that the universe was formed at God's command so that what is seen was not made out of what was invisible. By faith, Abel offered God a better sacrifice than Cain did. By faith, he was commended as a righteous man when God spoke well of his offerings. And by faith, he still speaks, even though he is dead. By faith, Enoch was taken from this life so that he did not experience death. He could not be found because God had taken him away. For before he was taken, he was commended as one who pleased God. By faith, Noah, when warned about things not yet seen, in holy fear, built an ark to save his family. By his faith, he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness that comes by faith. By faith, Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as his inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. By faith, Abraham, even though he was past age and Sarah herself was barren, was enabled to become a father because he considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. By faith, Abraham, when God tested him, offered Isaac as a sacrifice. 
He who had received the promises was about to sacrifice his one and only son, even though God had said to him, it is through Isaac that your offspring will be reckoned. Abraham reasoned that God would raise him from the dead, and figuratively speaking, he did receive Isaac back from death. By faith, Moses' parents hid him for three months after he was born because they saw he was no ordinary child, and they were not afraid of the king's edict. By faith, Moses, when he had grown up, refused to be known as the son of Pharaoh's daughter. He chose to be mistreated along with the people of God rather than enjoy the pleasures of sin for a short time. He regarded disgrace for the sake of Christ as of greater value than the treasures of Egypt because he was looking ahead to his reward. By faith, he left Egypt, not fearing the king's anger. He persevered because he saw him who is invisible. By faith, he kept the Passover, and by faith, the people passed through the Red Sea on dry land. But when the Egyptians tried to do so, they were drowned. By faith, the walls of Jericho fell after the people had marched around them for seven days. And what more shall I say? I do not have time to tell you about Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah and David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith conquered kingdoms, administered justice, and gained what was promised, who shut the mouths of lions, quenched the fury of the flames, and escaped the edge of the sword, whose weakness was turned to strength and who became powerful in battle and routed foreign armies. Therefore, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles, and let us run with perseverance the race that is marked out for us. Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy set before him endured the cross, scorning its shame, and sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider him who endured such opposition from sinful men so that you will not grow weary or lose heart. When we form testudo with each other, All those who have gone before, including Jesus himself, stand with us. You were not meant to do it alone. Here's what I'd like to do. If you guys would stand. And this is the part that's going to take some courage. It's not really that hard. But here's what we're going to do. We're going to form our own form of testudo this morning, and we're going to read a couple verses in closing just to understand what it means that we get to stand together. Okay, so I know this is really annoying, but here's what I want you to do. We're going to bring the aisles together. Okay, so go ahead and cross over. And I know you don't all know each other, but that's okay. I want you to put your arms around the people next to you. So awkward, right? You guys, look around you a second. When we were sitting down, we were all spread out. 
And now look at this, like, unit that could, like, march together. Isn't this awesome? You are not alone. Listen, whatever you're facing, whatever is shaking you, there are people around you that want to stand firm for you and to fight for you and lift up their shield above your head and help you to trust God and to stand firm. Okay, so let's read these two verses together. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God so that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all, to stand firm. In all circumstances, take up the shield of faith with which you can extinguish all the flaming darts of the evil one. Amen? All right, here's what we're going to do. I'm going to invite the music team to come up, and I'm going to pray real quick, and then we're going to sing. Is that cool? And you don't have to, like, keep your arms around each other, but let's stay where we are. Is that cool? And, like, sing like that, okay? So let me, let me pray for us. Let me pray for us. God, I thank you for your word. I thank you for the truth that it bears. I thank you for the ways that you have put people around us and all the saints who have gone before, God, who have stood firm and trusted you with all that they are. God, this is a hard thing to do. Life is hard, and there's all kinds of things coming at us. But God, I pray that as we stand together this morning, as we sing together this morning, Jesus, will you strengthen us? Will you help us learn to trust you and to stand firm? We pray these things in the strong name of Jesus. Amen.